0: good morning good afternoon good evening and welcome into episode 35 kayfabe council show we review and critique news topics and segments in the world of professional wrestling my name is pretty tony and alongside me as always it's tf joker joker what's the crack brother what's going on
1: dude you know what i'm in a really good mood this week I'm in a super good mood this week and it's mainly because last night well to add on to everything last night we figured out there's only one more week until the Royal Rumble. We all know how I feel about the Royal Rumble. It is one of my favorite pay per views, premium live events, thing of my bobs on my TV screen that I just really am excited and I look forward to every single year. Um I'm just in a super good mood dude. How about yourself?
0: Yeah not too bad. I know So some folks like uh, traditionally, I kind of end up being sort of tired a little bit out of it in the beginning of the year. Yeah, a little tired, sort of. As comes New Year's, comes new questions and new thoughts and perspectives and things of such. But yeah, like you mentioned, the Royal Rumble is always kind of a fun sort of distraction or fun lit thing to look forward to, just because the nature of the entrance and the eliminations and surprises and returns. So Rumble's always kind of a good thing to help sort of past the malign nature of what could be sometimes a weird start to a year
1: yeah 100 percent. january is always the longest month um which uh you know but five about five weeks four and a half weeks ish you know whatever way it falls um it always feels like it's the longest month especially mainly because it's just right after that christmas period that holiday period whatever you celebrate um where now you've got to figure out how to pay the bills um, so you're just kind of sat there going "Ooh dear um and i don't know what it's like where you are pt but this last week we've started getting snow and it started being freezing and it's actually been super cold but thankfully it's not sticking around and we're okay we're getting through it and we're not having any more snow
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where obviously we're in about the third week or so of January and over by me, it's starting to get cool, cool down, lower, lower temperatures back on the East Coast. Yeah, we would definitely be hunkering down for some big snowstorms. I know I'm keeping my thoughts for the folks over on the West Coast uh, over in California getting a lot of rainstorm and a lot of things as such. So weather is going to be a big contingent of sort of what's kind of going on with january and and trying to help survive it and for hopefully you folks that are listening or watching here you can uh we can offer you a little bit of distraction on what's going to be a very royal rumble centric episode so appreciate you folks coming along
1: 100 appreciate and hope you uh hope you to share some love for the royal rumble season all
0: right before we get into the show proper, we hear at Kayfabe Counselor, Sadden, to hear the tragic passing of Jay Briscoe. Our thoughts are with his family, friends, and fans at this time. All right, as a reminder, you can find us in video form at youtube.com slash council and in audio form wherever you get your podcasts from. On this week's episode, we look at The Rock in the Royal Rumble Match who can declare and who has to earn their way into the Rumble? Possible returns or debuts in the Rumble match? What exactly is a Mountain Dew pitch black match? And Roman Reigns takes on Kevin Owens at the eponymous pay per view. But coming up first The Rock? in the Royal Rumble match this has been one of the longly speculated pieces that they WWE has been trying to figure out if they can somehow figure out a way with the rock scheduling and if they can pull it off to have the rock face off against roman reigns at the upcoming WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles as once again, WrestleMania goes Hollywood. It's sort of been one of the worst-kept secrets of one of the things, and it's kind of been sort of talked about for quite a long time. Before we kind of get into a little bit of the conversation as so, what, it, I mean, Joker for you, is something of Roman Reigns versus The Rock, regardless of a championship match, is it something you're even kind of interested in? What are your thoughts, brother?
1: a hundred percent i I feel like so i might I might be the only one that thinks like this I don't know i don't I don't really know the sounding board of the internet wrestling community or just anybody in general who kind of feels like this, but you know i i've I've seen since the fact that you know the rock kind of looked at the fans booing everybody as he was holding up Roman's arm and kind of going uh, what are you doing?' Given that kind of uh, excuse me i'm the rock please cheer for my cousin here um ever since he's held that up like we've kind of thought what would that look like you know what would maybe a rock versus roman look like And then late in 2022 we did see a young rock episode um i didn't watch the episode but obviously you know the the whole scene was everywhere on the Twitterverse. Um, where you got to see a young Roman kind of saying, "You oh, know, we we you know gonna fight," and then the guy who plays The Rock kind of said, "Oh no, 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 we gotta save that for the big stage," you know, and all this here paraphrasing before. So you know that was kind of thrown into the loop of everybody. That sort of hyped everyone up. It's like, oh, The Rock versus Roman for WrestleMania. Um, and then. It's just kind of the storyline of what Roman has been building these last couple of years. The bloodline. Everybody knows about the Anawaii family. Um, You know, you've got Usus, you've got the Pekishi, you've got Umaga, you've got Roman himself, you've got Rock, who's related. Afan Siki, just just a whole bunch of other people, you know, that are uh, related to this family, in this family, in this bloodline. You're just like, okay, how did the rest of these guys feel? Because we know how wrestlers get. We see them. They don't like to be upstaged. And The Rock, if you are part of the Attitude Era, um, as in watched it rather, you'll remember how The Rock was. He wouldn't be upstaged by anybody. Even the Hollywood Rock was a bit of a, pompous, arrogant individual. Um, so, I mean, it would have it would honestly make me wonder if you weren't thinking about what would a Roman Reigns in the head of the table gimmick look like against The Rock who is conquered Hollywood gimmick, you know?
0: It's a very interesting notion, yeah. You have two sort of, now that Roman has Been in the fed for the guts of roughly 10 years or so and now is positioned very highly and of course now with the the rock sort of his status as a legend in wwe as well as outside how would those two clash yeah it'd be very very interesting sort of melding of how would the match go and then you run into like who would win who would lose things of that nature so yeah it's a very interesting notion for sure But we've got some news coming out in the last couple of days here. We have Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that The Rock has indicated that he won't have time to get into ring shape for the match. He wrote, quote, We were told that unless he changes his mind in the next few days, since a deadline for Mania plans is coming, that he's indicated he won't have time to get into the kind of shape he feels he needs to be in do a main event match with Roman Reigns, but kept the door open for something in the future. Of course, it is a possibility that it's something being kept a secret from everyone. Meltzer added, I don't know what he's officially turned it down, but the only indication is that it was considered less likely than a few months ago. So we had essentially The Rock come out and say, I'm just not going to have time to get into the shape I want to be in. Two-Face Roman, which, of course, with The Rock being a former wrestler and the carnacular, carny nature of wrestling in its roots, folks, are sometimes you can't always take a wrestler's word as his word. So there's been speculation that this is just a cover, things of such. So it's one of those you can never can tell what's going on.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't think you can really believe The Rock at any point in time, but that's not to say everybody get your hopes up 100%. The Rock is going to face Roman. He's going to come out at number 30 and topple the legend that is Cody, the roller codester. Um, Just kind of take that win from out of uh, Cody's seals and just go on to to, uh, WrestleMania glory once again. I don't think that's the case. There's probably a, an essence of truth to this. And the essence of truth, just kind of taking a step back, we're playing a bit of devil's advocate here. Maybe The Rock feels like he might not be as big of a star as what Roman is right now in what is considered modern-day WWE. Now, we can all look back. My, myself, personally, I love The Rock. The Rock was one of my absolute favorite superstars an arrogant heel, uh, a fantastic baby face, an all-round amazing superstar individual whenever he was active on the roster. And, you know, between him and Triple H and Steve Austin, who could deny that this was just a trifecta of amazing talent? So do we kind of see him now? Like, did, did, did the fans nowadays sort of see The Rock as a big star compared to Tribal Chief, the needle mover, the head of the table, the big dog, the man who is, was, and forever will be Roman Reigns. I don't, I don't know if he really kind of wants to come into that anymore, you know what I mean?
0: He spoke a little bit about the nature of a wrestler's ego, I've always, I have to be, as, as you should. I should make myself a big deal, I am a big deal, I should be the number one guy, things of such. As the WWE's fan base, based on ratings and such, skews a little bit older, um, as it has been for a little while more recently, the nature of The Rock coming back, folks are, you know, I would say a, a fair amount of fans would remember and probably pop for The Rock just showing up, for example. Uh, But there are young fans that may not have ever seen him wrestle. I mean, the last time he was, what, in the ring was that random squash match against Eric Rowan, but then before that, facing John Cena a couple times, things like that. So there are a selection of young fans who have just never seen him uh, wrestle, as opposed to if you watch a little bit more regularly, Roman has been on your screen and been shown as a big deal. So, I don't know, from a nostalgia standpoint... I feel like the reaction can be there but yeah it's one of those if you've been a while if you've been away a while you always kind of wonder and it creeps in your mind will folks remember me or will they recall me being a big deal like I think I'm a being a big deal.
1: I, I Yeah I hear what you're saying um and a hundred percent that is always on on people's minds I feel like earlier in 2022 with the return of Saraya to the ring, and right at the start of 2023, here with the return of Adam Cole to the ring. You know, people in wrestling do have long memories. We don't have short memories in terms of, you know, maybe the big stars. Like, who bigger than the rock in this regard? We do have uh, you know, Saraya and Adam Cole to kind of compare to and their careers, just as much as The Rock's, has spanned a long time. In the WWE, he has been such a big draw for the company. He has been an ambassador. I feel like, yeah, hundred percent. Even if the kids aren't the ones screaming and cheering, it will be the dads. It will be the uncles. You know, uh, it will be the mothers. It will be you know, everybody just kind of screaming, going, "Oh my goodness!" And then the kids will follow suit. It's like, yes, it's The Rock. I have no idea who this guy is, but. My mom and dad are screaming for them, so I'm gonna scream for them as well. But you know, there's there's plenty of people out there who you know who watch um the 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 Attitude Era stuff and older and newer. Um, so you know, maybe we're completely off base here. Maybe a lot of people do understand who The Rock is as a wrestler because the kids these days would probably understand him more as Black Adam or that guy from the Fast and Furious movies. Um, or you know, just just in general, the funny guy from Disney movies and stuff like this here. Um, so we could be off base in that, and um, you know, he would get a massive pop regardless. So,
0: I'll also throw in as a pseudo comparison, Steve Austin came back at Mania last year to face Kevin Owens, and he got a huge reaction, did. and folks were looking forward to. So maybe that could be an indication of what maybe could happen if The Rock does appear in WWE
1: there was a lot of build to that as well. Kevin did a good bit of build to that, um, on his sort of rivalry with Seth Rollins, trying to take his, uh, trying to take his his talk show spot, as it were, um, so there was some build to that. Here, there is less so, so it's maybe a wee bit, mm, not as, not as hot, really. But uh, that's not to say that a surprise visit from Deween the Rock Johnson would not uh, pop the roof off of any building.
0: That's fair to say. So, as it stands, based on a report from Uncle Dave, Rock's just mentioning he's just he won't feel like he won't have time to get into ring shape. So that's what he's saying out loud. Whether you feel like you're believing that or not leads to speculation. but adding fuel to the fire. Two new pieces of merchandise were released by WWE on their shop website for the rock to further back that up. Uncle Dave also goes on to mention that's just in relation to raw 30. So trying to cash in on a little bit of that nostalgia trip, baby.
1: Whatever you say, Dave, I don't believe it for a hot dang second. Are you kidding me? up until maybe some recent news that we we kind of read before we came record today i'd have been like shut yo shut your mouth up like calm down what are you doing what are you telling me this absolute nonsense about new rock merch dropping and you telling me the rock's not going to make an appearance at something sometime soon that's just weird to me um but wwe does have the rights to Uh, probably still, uh, so they can do whatever uh, whatever they want. Uh, And, yeah, Raw 30 coming up on Monday night. Uh, If they could be right. But I'm holding out hope that we do see uh, a big rock return, a big pop, uh, you know, uh, I can't wait for his music to hit. Um, Just whatever it is, I I will actually, wide-eyed, slack-jawed, Shaking the fists, cheering and you know, cheering, watching. so Yeah, could be, could be, could be good, but I'm holding out hope.
0: Fair enough. So, like we said, the Rock mentioned you feel like you won't have time to get in the ring shape, but be that as it may, believe it, what you will or what you won't. So those were our thoughts on the Rock possibly showing back up and or being in the Royal Rumble match. Let us know down in the comments section below, or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what your Thoughts and hopes are for The Rock and
2: WWE. All right,
0: on to our next topic here. Who can declare for the Royal Rumble match and who has to earn their way into said match? You know, it's a very, very interesting notion of, like we said, who can just announce themselves and who has to earn their way. But you know who already has announced their Entrance into the Royal Rumble. Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something. Cody Rhodes. The American Nightmare. The roller coaster himself. Cody Rhodes. Joker, I know you are a huge Cody Mark. What are your thoughts on the announcement of Cody returning and declaring himself for the Royal Rumble match?
1: Shaking the fists, PT. Yes! yes that was my immediate reaction and then i kind of realized i've been robbed of my surprise reaction of the more intense shaking of the fist and roaring while i'm watching the royal rumble i don't know i in. i'm in a bit of two minds with this i've been robbed of the surprise reaction but after hell in the cell with Seth Rollins and seeing that packed hair I'm super stoked to see Cody back yes I'm a big Cody mark I love Cody I think Cody is one of those who is a very polarizing individual people will love him people will hate him I think I really enjoy him because he is polarizing because people will hate him because people will love him he offers that sort of pure love for the craft of wrestling and he does what he wants, but he wants to entertain people. And he wants to just kind of love what he does and show us that he loves what he does. He says in in a couple of these uh, vignettes that we saw that, you know, there wasn't enough people to kind of tear him away from that ring or keep him from that ring. Paraphrasing, of course. Like, his passion, we've seen beforehand that he will do... Back in the Stardust days, he will do whatever you tell him to do, because he is a loyal guy. He will do what needs to be done to get through and do the job. But it wasn't creatively fulfilling. So he went off, he did the indies, he, he ended up in AEW as one of the owners, again, putting himself over people, obviously hitting that, I personally thought that, you know, Him bringing in individuals, having matches with people, not only elevated his stock, but elevated the stock of the people that he was competing against. So, bring us fast forward to right now, where I see Cody Rhodes on my screen. I am super stoked. However,
2: he's going to enter middle of the pack.
1: I am very worried for my man, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I'm super, super scared. I wanted this man to win money in the bank. His body betrayed me. I want this man to win Royal Rumble. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is the nature of the Royal Rumble. I absolutely love the fact that this guy has declared. I hate the fact that I guess I was robbed of my, uh, my surprise reaction, but... I, I think at this point in time, right now, of recording, I'm super happy to see the man healthy, back, and willing to compete with as much of him and vigor that he had before.
0: Agreed. As we mentioned, with a Soraya return and an Adam Cole, we're happy to see folks be able to come back and do what they enjoy and do what they love for folks that have been in the business for quite a long time, like those mentioned as well. So having Cody just say ahead of time, I'm in the rumble type of thing. It plays on. They played a little bit into it in the vignette of just before he left. You know, he wanted to go after the WWE title and capture that and hold the belt that his father got to physically hold, but not actually uh, hold as a championship reign. So I could see that too. And with the nature of, has a little bit of those kind of Triple H. Two thousand two had some vignettes returning and had a strong comeback and. and Triple H ended up winning the 2002 Royal Rumble. So there are a little bit of callbacks, which is an interesting connection between the two. But it it's playing into the nature of having vignettes, having Cody declare, having him be in the ring. Like, it seems like he's probably a strong bet to win. Why would he lose and put all those time into those vignettes if he's not going to win?
1: 100%, but you're forgetting the one major difference. There's no denim
0: needs more denim
1: needs more denim and then it will be a true like for like triple h comeback return this is why i'm worried that cody could fall at the final hurdle he's not wearing denim to the ring he doesn't wear that denim leather combo with the slick back with the water hair you know and then I, don't, I don't know we could we could run into some we could run into some hurdles here pg <laughs>
0: Now that you mention it, I want to see when Cody comes out at the Rumble to make his entrance, I want to see a denim cut-off vest on top of a leather jacket. Please, Cody, we need it to happen. So.
2: <laughs> he has to be all like...
0: Yeah. I, I kind of want it. Please just make it happen. Even even for yeah. us, uh, PT and Joker over here. Yeah, yeah. Just just, just pop the boys. Come on. Please, we need it. You know, it'll be a fun, quick hit segment. So, yeah. But the nature of Cody announcing that he is in the Rumble here, uh, I always find it interesting. So the WWE, the Fed, goes back and forth between folks just literally declaring on the shows themselves or on Twitter, like, hey, I'm in the Rumble. But there are people that have to earn their way in. So I have it here. um, Mr. Rick Richard O'Shea himself. Uh, qualified to enter the Rumble by beating Top Dollar on the January 6th episode of SmackDown. And then as of this past Raw, we had Akira Tozawa ask Adam Pearce for an opportunity to which he got a match, but did not succeed. So my question to you, Joker, is, in storyline, in kayfabe, who or why can some people just say I'm in and others have to qualify. Help me understand, brother.
1: Alright. I'm gonna give you the bare bones really, really, really just kind of close to the knuckle here, kind of joker tick. Alright.
0: Give me the kayfe, brother. Give me the kayfe.
1: If you are lower mid-card talent, you gotta earn it, brother. If you are upper mid-card and you have had plus ten hours of TV then you can get through and maybe possibly declare there is a very fine line. If you are main event, a la Uso, then you can just declare and you can get what you want. But Akira Tozawa recently, like, honestly, he has only recently come away from the stink that was the 24-7 championship, whenever that was, gotten rid of by none other than Nicola Glenn Cross Nikki Cross absolutely love the fact that she did away with that title belt thank you so much um, but it, it did free up talent like Akira Tozawa who then only a couple of weeks ago was with the Street Profits and now is kind of back out on his own Richard O'Shea a countryman Rick O'Shea has uh, you know, sort of I don't know fallen a file of top dollar. Because of top dollar's inability to get over the top rope, don't hit top dollar. I know you like to you record them diss tracks. I would never have been able to get halfway over to what you got, so you are you know at least fifty percent better than me trying to get over that top rope, so hundred you know go off and just just keep doing what you're doing. Um, but he just kind of ran a file of of top dollar. I think that was just kind of baked in because
2: he's a former
1: intercontinental champion.
2: He's a little,
1: I don't want to talk, you know, bad about Akira here, Akira Tozawa here, but like, he's a little bit of a step up from Akira Tozawa in terms of how he, you know, his championship reign. So I feel like if your name has been on TV, then you can declare all you want. But if your name hasn't been on TV, you had best win that qualifying match, brother.
0: Now, I asked for the storyline slash kayfabe reason, you kind of gave me a little shoot-ski reason as to why people had to can declare... I did, but I
1: kind of was going for the kayfabe, and then just kind of went, no, it has to be 100% percent shoot like... It kind of mixes in, though, because this is the 24-7 championship, like...
2: Mm.
0: I'm in agreement with you that there are some people that who may be a little bit more higher on the card can declare like I have folks here Seth Rollins Bobby Lashley uh Baron Corbin just picking out a few uh Rey Mysterio Gunther Ron Stroman Karrion Cross, Shamo Drew those folks all announced themselves right so that kind of makes sense um but then the aforementioned Mr. Richard O'Shea had to earn his way. Akira tried to, but didn't. So I guess, yeah, I they flip-flop back and forth between maybe the amount of TV time they have to maybe dedicate to quote-unquote qualifying matches, things of such, maybe they're a little hard press for time with the Rumble being roughly one week's time away, that notwithstanding, I think roughly half the men's field is announced uh, roughly. So we have potentially 15 unknown spots with a week's time to go. There's a lot of uh, open spots in the ladies and the women's rumble per se. So begs to be seen. I'm sure we'll see some announced and then some just left to surprises. But it's interesting to note that they are leaving potentially a lot of unannounced for returns slash surprises and things of such. So, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at it. There was rumblings that with the announcement of Cody Rhodes saying that he's in it, that the WWE was kind of content or happy with the surprises that they have lined up in terms of entrances. So if you're cool, kind of letting the cat out of the bag for Cody, which is arguably uh, a bad kept secret. Then, if you're happy with the surprises you got, hopefully it it lives middle. I don't know if it's going to live up or live down to expectations, but hopefully there are just some fun entrants regardless.
1: Oh, 100%. I, I feel like with them saying, you know, we're happy with the surprises we have, there has to be one or two big names in there. Obviously I can't really Cody Rhodes is in fact going to win the entire Royal Rumble because he's my guy and I had a long conversation with him and he said 100 percent a Grand in the Rumble. Like there's there's literally no chance that I am not winning this Rumble. Are you kidding me? Look at how much money I make. And it's just one of those things that I feel like of course you can say that, but you know, um I feel like that's one of those things that I just really am looking forward to is the surprises, because at the end of the day. That's what the rumble season brings that you know the music hits, and then, oh my goodness, who's this and then you really takes a second for you to recognize the music and then boom, out comes edge a la 2020 royal Rumble just mind blowing like we nobody saw that coming. absolutely everybody went nuts in that building. this was just just prior to the pandemic hitting and I had no idea, and I lost my mind. Like, I want that. And if they're happy with the the kind of guys and girls that they've got for the Rumbles, then yeah, I'm okay.
0: That's a fair point. So it's always in, we talked about the nature of the Royal Rumble always being exciting. And part of that is the surprise entrance, the not letting everyone know who's going to kind of be in, or the speculation to who might be in there. So I'm in agreement. I'm, you know, I feel like they should just kind of they use who can say, who can declare, and who can has to earn their way as a as a crutch of sorts, but it is what it is. We have some folks announced and we're gonna have some surprises, so we'll kind of see how it plays itself out. So those are our thoughts on who can declare for the rumble and who has to earn their way in. Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and let us know what your thoughts or your impressions Of who can declare and who
2: has to earn. All
0: right, and speaking of who might be in said match, let's talk about maybe who could return or debut in the Rumble match. So, Joker, I kind of throw it over to you. Do you have maybe an idea or maybe a little uh, your tinfoil speculation? Hat on if you wheel your armchair booker about who could maybe be one of the surprises in the Royal Rumble for the men's or the women's.
1: Just gonna just you know I've not got a pencil, but I'll put my 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 booker pen up here. I do have a couple of ideas that could quite, quite possibly could be coming through for both men's and women's. I have a couple, or at least you know for these for these sort of things. Um, I have no basis in fact I just want to put these out here I just want to say there is no basis for this this is you know I've seen stuff on Instagram I've seen some stuff on Twitter I've seen stuff on YouTube uh, for some of these individuals and this is just kind of what's based on so please yes 10 foot hats on everybody let us just you know ride into the world of fantasy for what's going to happen here for a hot second first up in the mains Royal Rumble Rick Boogs going to be coming back and just shredding on down with his guitar because we're obviously going to have to have Pat McAfee back before this, maybe possibly already just standing on that table, doing the air guitar, shredding along with Rick Boogs. I have seen uh, some stuff on his personal uh, YouTube and stuff that he's working on. He seems to be in good shape. I have seen pictures of him in the performance center. Uh, hanging out with uh, some talent there. So that is kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, A big name this time, uh, as if, you know, Rick Boogs wasn't big enough, like he was at Mania. Um, Brock Lesnar. Very, very low on the kind of possibility of him coming out, but I really enjoyed seeing him in the 2020 uh, Royal Rumble whenever he just ripped through everybody and then saw Keith Lee and just went for a big, expletive here, uh, yeah, um, absolutely love that interaction, I think he would be really, really good in this, but you know, that, that's kind of down to him. Uh, just I love uh, seeing uh, cowboy, you know, sort of country boy uh, Brock Lesnar, and that's kind of the basis for that. Last but not least, because you don't have too many of these, I do have one slightly big person here. And that is the Deathmatch King himself, Matt Cardona. Just coming in because I think that would be amazing to see this man come back. We've had people uh, come back before who have been indie, you know, independent wrestlers, or who have been former individuals uh, that have come through uh, or worked with other promotions. A la Mickey, James. Now, like obviously, there was you know preceding sort of in, um, sort of history there. But Matt Cardone is so big. He's absolutely huge right now. I think he's done so well for himself since. I think this would possibly be a one-off for him. uh, And I think this would be so good for him. I think it would be fun. The reason for that is because one of the women coming in for the Royal Rumble is Chelsea Green. Who makes her debut here. You don't know. There are rumours. That there, you know, that she's been waiting for creative. She waited for creative before. You don't need creative to come back for a Royal Rumble. You? you just need to go in there. You need to have a bit of a good exhibition. You need to protect your wrists. Chelsea Green, I believe that was what she broke before. Uh, a couple of times she has had. You know, if she, if she comes to the ring with some wrist supports, I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, so yeah 100% we see that there Um, another uh, woman that I would absolutely love to see is Molly Holly Molly Holly just absolutely brings joy and uh, a smile on my face anytime I see her just bring her back I know that sometimes you you don't like to have too many sort of um, elder statesmen in this kind of regard you know people from the past generation to come back and Take the spots of the younger generation, um, but that'll be super good to uh, to see that sort of uh, sort of inclusion because I love Molly Holly, and it's more just to make me happy. Uh, last but not least,
2: Indy Hartwell. I'd like to see Indy Hartwell
1: come up because I think Indiana Jones is one of the best female wrestlers in NXT. I love her. I think she's fantastic. And uh, it was this would be a nice little entry point for her as well into uh, into the main roster world, especially because you know Dexter Loomis is up there, I think. Still, maybe he uh, has gone missing for a while, but those two have been uh, kayfabe romantically linked. So be uh, be fun to see her up there as well. What about yourself, BT? What uh, what kind of possible returns debuts do you have?
0: I do like your choices, and I and I think uh, I like you mentioning Matt Cardona as a one-off. That was kind of cool. So I do I do like that. And some of your some of your maybe like quote unquote call-ups from NXT or type of thing. So I'm not mad at it. I think they're kind of uh, sweet as well. For me, I'm thinking uh, Brock Lesnar, which you mentioned as well. Just kind of come in and wreck shop and just have a little fun. So I think that's always been, especially and you made it a point the more recent Cowboy Brock. It'll just kind of be fun to kind of kind of see him, so I wouldn't be mad. Edge. Edge has been off a little bit since that last matchup with Finn Balor, where they ended up uh, taking out his wife, Beth Phoenix. So I could see if there's a spot where Finn's in the Rumble itself, and boom, Edge music hits, and they can have a little fraca, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Edge throws Finn out. So I could see that leading to something where maybe edge can get his revenge. So trying to think of, uh, think of creative baby. So, uh, Matt Riddle, who I know he's been, he's off a little bit, tending to some, some things. I don't want to speculate of maybe where he's been, but he's just away at the moment. So if everything is okay for him personally and professionally, making uh, a return back at the, uh, rumble wouldn't be a bad possibility. So, And then my last pick for the men's uh, Cameron Grimes. I know that he's been somebody that we've heard uh, some good things and he's kind of just a, a fun guy to have up. And I haven't watched a little bit of NXT more recently specifically, but he was just kind of one of their, their bigger stars. So with him maybe sort of winding down potentially in NXT, I wouldn't see why not where the Cameron Grimes could maybe make a spot to potentially be on Raw or Smackdown so I could see that in terms of the women's rumble I can see Asuka with that potential heel turn and sort of being the uh I don't know we can that sort of devilish character that we've seen in Japan and kind of reintroduce that and sort of, I feel like that could be a kind of a good time or good moment to potentially reintroduce Asuka sort of in that gimmick. So that sort of Kana uh, character that she has. So Kana-chan, we appreciate you. Lacey Evans, coming back in the reintroduction. I know Lacey's had a, a bit of a sort of touch and go year last year with all the vignettes and kind of Is she heal? Is she face kind of being time off and time on and things of such? And more recently, she had the, you know, uh, the sort of boot camp and they're introducing the Cobra Clutch as a her potential finisher move. So that could be a kind of good thing to reintroduce her as well. From NXT, Gigi Dolan, one of the members of Toxic Attraction, I feel like she could make a potential one off, ergo kind of like your notion of Matt Cardona Which eventually might lead her and J.C. Jane for toxic attraction to potentially come up to either Raw SmackDown, and you already mentioned her, but there has been potential rumors of Chelsea Green, like you said, being signed already and just waiting for creative. There were notions of maybe after Mandy Rose had left that Chelsea Green could be a person that could help align with toxic attraction and maybe sort of be. A partnership on either raw or smackdown so i could see any one of those folks male or female going in there and i wouldn't be mad so those were kind of just some fun picks
1: yeah 100 percent. i think uh some of those picks have been fantastic uh from you yeah yeah gg dolan yeah 100 uh toxic attraction just in general i've heard some some good things about them coming up and uh common grinds as well so yeah definitely uh some picks i wouldn't be mad at
0: yeah I do like you thinking outside the box with Matt Cardona. So a little bit of the outside world too, but yeah, I just kind of thought of some folks who were maybe in house that could just kind of make it easy. But I do, I do like your picks as well. We were aligned and then we thought a little of uh, different as well. So really, uh, I liked your, uh, your picks. I thought they were strong as well. So, all right. So those were our picks for possible returns or debuts in the rumble match let us know down in the comment section below on youtube or hit us up on twitter instagram and let us know what your possible picks for entrance in to the royal rumble all right moving on to the next topic here what is a mountain dew registered trademark pitch black match i'm all hopped up on mountain dew there it is vey vey there's been a lot of sort, of sort of speculation. Obviously we're not sponsored by, uh, redacted, but we, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I mean, if you're open to a sponsorship, Hey brother. So we can, it hey, can help
1: hit us. up. I'll be hopped up on Martin Dew. I'm okay with that.
0: They can help us with the cause brother, but that notwithstanding, you know, this is a return of sorts to, if I'm not mistaken, this was a, a product that was available, uh, in the early 2000s and they're kind of just sort of reintroducing it here but obviously it's a partnership of sorts or sponsorship with WWE in terms of trying to get over the the product itself so in terms of the match kind of what exactly is a pitch black match we had uh Mr. L.A. Knight who appeared on the After the Bell podcast noted that he it has been indicated to him that the bout will be a street fight kind of in the dark. Discussing the upcoming match, Knight said, quote, Pitch black match? It's something new in the making. There was something to that point of, I don't know what the hell it is, what the hell it's going to be. Every indication I've been given is that it's going to be a kick-ass street fight and be kind of in the dark. I don't know what the lighting is going to be how it's going to work, what other kind of factors or elements are going to come into play. All I know is that it's going to be a fight for the Royal Rumble. So much like sort of I speculated myself, or I kind of had inclinations, kind of just sort of be sort of a street fight, no DQ type of situation, probably with some dim lights and maybe some some other elements in play, On this past week's episode of SmackDown, Michael Cole mentioned that the the match will be no rules and anything goes. The only way to win to be pinfall submission. So with a little bit more clarity, we're going to see the man himself, Los Angeles Knight, face up against a Bray returning to the ring Bray Wyatt, excluding house show matches. But It should be quite the interesting notion with the revelation of a certain segment that returned on SmackDown Joker.
2: Yeah. So
1: uh, I'm going to try and answer the pitch black match. Why would we do this WWE? Why would we do this sort of silly thing? Why would we make another avenue for Bray Wyatt to sort of feel in? We all remember the pandemic, we mentioned it earlier on, uh, with the return of Edge, and with it brought some really good things. The cinematic match was a thing that kind of came out of that, and whenever I heard Mountain Dew pitch black match, I immediately thought of a cinematic match, I thought that there was going to be something in the dark, that was going to be cinematic, that was going to be... Uh, Sort of creepy, almost horror film-esque. That's kind of what my brain was going towards, as to maybe what could possibly happen.
2: But, we don't do those matches anymore.
1: So, this is a wee bit late. However, with last week's promo from Bray Wyatt sort of saying, I am, uh, I am Uncle Howdy, I am whatever, I am him. This whole thing of him bringing back The Fiend has some sort of traction now. I feel like maybe people are getting uh, a little bit steel on this, I am Bray Wyatt, this is me, you know, because we've had that for about two months now. We've had the same promo, and I told you this would only work for one promo. And he kept doing it. And... Personally for me it stopped working after the first promo like I love you guys like I, I 100% get it Bray I love this sincere sort of attitude from you But this past week on Smackdown that you've alluded to we saw the return of Saturday morning cartoon host Bray Wyatt with Mercy the, Buzz- Mercy the Buzzard, Huskis the pig boy, Abby the witch,
2: and Little Ramblin' Rabbit, along with
1: Bray Wyatt himself in his uh tight sweater, uh, and with his hair all back and you know, him doing the him doing the nice big old smile. My my kind of view on this is
2: we've hit a point of are we going to then stop with Uncle Howdy? What is the point in bringing this back?
1: Because you're taking away from this character that's affected by Uncle Howdy, who got Sister Abigail by Uncle Howdy a couple of weeks ago, and now has appeared by the side of Alexa Bliss this last while. Now he's.
0: Mind games. Yeah, mind yeah,
1: percent,
2: yeah, 100%, 100% mind games going on. Like, is this Uncle Howdy?
1: Could be the little brother of Bray Wyatt himself. You know? and Could be, could be Bo Dallas himself. There have been threads out right there, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just say the mind is wandering. Um, I would really like to see some reasoning as to why we're bringing back the Firefly Funhouse. I don't know what version of Bray Wyatt we're going to get. But you can dang sure believe that we're going to get baseball bats. We're going to get kendo sticks. We're going to get chairs. We're going to get tables. We're going to get fire extinguishers. All emblazoned with Mountain Dew. Pitch black. And we're going to get a purple
2: light. And that's what's going to make it pitch black. Because it's not that the fact that it's pitch black. It's the fact that we're just theming it. Based off good old Mighty
0: Quite an interesting notion. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I saw an image of the soda and it is a bit of a purplish tinge. So I could see that coming into play. And I forgot, you cheeky monkey, that there will most likely be the branding uh, on the maybe the barricades or, I mean, on a ring post. On the apron there might be some sodas around there might actually be a, like a logo or two on something that on the plunder as dusty Rhodes would say that they're going to hit each other with
1: a hundred percent and you know michael cole is going to go and now listen gentlemen it's time for the mountain dew pitch black match featuring bray wyatt and l.a Knight, and that is going to go to the announcer, whoever's announcing, I think it's it's gonna be Samantha's gonna be announcing that and goes, it's nice for the mighty pitch black magic
0: enough with the might and do well they paid for the sponsorship I'm sure but I you 100%. took the words you took the words right out of my mouth. I was hoping that only Michael Cole would say the sponsorship and not have the ring announcer say it. Because oh, that on. would be bad. So.
1: If Samantha's not doing it I feel like I I feel like she would kill it though. I, she absolutely yeah. destroys the Ring of and she's so good. And if I don't hear her say, "Mountain Dew, bitch, black match, I think I might lose my mind.
0: That's fair. But now that we've... I've speculated it could be some kind of street fight, and we have some sort of clarity on that. And you mentioned a little bit of a cinematic style or cinematic match being something that we visited in the pandemic era. I wouldn't be opposed to if an element sort of pre pre pre-match or sort of how they had with that random uh, street fight with Bray and uh, the fight, the house of horror thing where they had like a pre-tape thing sort of backstage, which is cinematic, but then they had an in-ring element. So I wouldn't be opposed to having maybe a little cinematic element, but then also having an in-ring thing, obviously for the fans and attendance but I could kind of see one way or the other or blending a little bit of both. So regardless, I just it'll be fun to kind of see Bray back in the ring, LA Knight. Again, we've we talked about it a little bit before in previous episodes, these very sort of diametrically opposed personalities coming together for this angle. So regardless, it'll be fun to see Bray come back. And I don't know how I'm going to feel with possible... Shoving the branding down our throat,
2: I am going to
1: react with all due eye roll and sighing, but it has my boy LA night in there, so yeah, yeah, let me yeah. talk to you. I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm just gonna, gonna. Be yaying for about 15-20 minutes, however long this match is gonna be. Um I love LA Knight. I think he he's he's a hundred percent needs to be on my TV screen an awful lot more than he is. It's criminal how little he's on TV right now. Um and uh I just want to see him more. Obviously, recording promos and stuff for for this Mountain Dew presents the pitch black match or whatever the heck they're calling it. Um <laughs> I just wanna see uh, LA Knight succeed and do do an awful lot more. He's 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 hundred percent uh deserving of a lot of a lot more um than some silly gimmick match that even he and his opponent do not know what
2: the heck it's based around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm in agreement. It should be we're both looking forward to whatever kind of bollocks this is going to be. So we hopefully will have just a fun match and kind of see where both guys go after the match in question happens.
1: Debut Bo Dallas. Let's go.
0: Mm, is that a...
1: Right. Redebut. Yeah.
0: There we go. So Uncle Howdy slash Bo Dallas. You got a Bray Leave, perhaps, if we can. <laughs> <Bray leave. laughs> but we'll see kind of how these things play out. So those were our thoughts on... On what even is a pitch black match? Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know if you agree or disagree, or if you're even looking forward to a pitch black match. All right, and coming up to our final topic here on today's show, Roman Reigns will be facing off against Kevin Owens for the undisputed. WWE Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. As we saw on the most recent episode of SmackDown, we tried to have a contract signing which never goes according to plan. Poor Pierce, appreciate you calling it out in a in an element or an in-ring before, but we had a little calamity notwithstanding by a surprise attack from Kevin Owens. We now have it signed. Sealed official Kevin Owens will now face Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, or, as Joker calls it, the U Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. This is a runback of the 2002, no, excuse me, 2020, 2020 Royal Rumble, 2020 Royal Rumble, or the 2021. Delete is appropriate, but we've seen this matchup at the Roman reigns versus Kevin Owens at the rumble. I want to say it's 2021 because they're there at the Tropicana field.
1: Yeah. I think 2020 was Seth Rollins or something like this. Here, with That Kevin. sounds
0: about right. Cause they both came through the crowd. So 2021, this is a run back at the 2021 matchup. So at this point with all the controversy and sort of intermingling of the story story threads, are you Joker looking forward to this matchup? Yeah. Like yeah. I uh, yeah. Just 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 use the LA night yeah they the like, yeah.
1: Um uh, yeah, definitely 100%. Well, unequivocally yeah. Like I think I feel like they've they've done a really good job with the build of this off the back of Sami Zayn. Like everything that this match sort of uh Spices is sort of just the success of sammy zane the success of el generico's friend uh samuel zane the man who doesn't wear a mask so how can you really not look forward to this match that even though yes 100 we've seen before this is not like we've we had to relive the summer of the trio of cody Rhodes versus seth rollins and As much of a fan as I am of Cody Rhodes, I was getting a bit bored of Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. But even though we've seen this match before, this feels fresh. This feels new because this is a new version of Roman Reigns. Um, This is a more established version of him compared to the 2021 version. I would argue that the 2021 version of Roman Reigns as the head of the table and the beginning of the bloodline was very sort of lacking a direction, sort of lacking substance more so than any direction. Um and it wasn't really until early 2022 that the that bloodline really took off and then sort of after WrestleMania when they sort of skyrocketed with the um with the sort of interactions between Sammy and Jay. So that all being said, that led into the sort of Critical uh relationship divide uh that we've seen and that we have talked about on this channel. Like we absolutely love the bloodline here. We love the story, we love Sami Z and I love Sami Zayn. Do you love Sami Zayn, pt Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we love Sammy Z in here, and we have loved everything that we have seen about him, and it was off his back that and the fact that he has had this re- uh relationship with Kevin Owens. That makes this even better because Roman is so good at playing this sort of jealous, sort of insecure um leader uh type uh, like individual, um, that he he kind of makes you believe that there is the possibility of betrayal from Sami's in, but Sami is so good that he's like, Why are you being so paranoid? And as we've seen from history. Paranoid leaders often do the things to bring about their dawn downfall on the path to avoid it, and I've I've just with all of those elements, it brings a nice new flavor with Kevin Owens in the mix. Even though uh, the last time they fought, Roman beat him.
0: That's a fair point. Even though it's a run back of a of a two year old match per se the where these men are in their journey and their relationships in relation to the players in the overall storyline is different. So I'm in agreeance it's It's a fresh take on type of thing. And you know, Kevin gave Roman a run for his money in that said match that we were talking about, so yeah i'm I'm in agreeance. The build-up and kind of the tension and everything played a little bit more on sort of Roman and the bloodline's end. So and Kevin's just kinda like, you know, he's been playing his role, but he's been like, yeah, just kinda like, yeah, you know, kinda there and saying the right things to basically put himself in position. So I, I'm kind of in agreement. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to this matchup here. In terms of the match itself, I feel like it's gonna be hard hitting, it's gonna be fun. I do feel like there's going to be an element of interference as you do with most, if not any and all sort of Roman Reign bloodline matches, so I feel like that's going to come into play. Um, But with that, I feel like this could also, with things that are cooking, could be a major turning point in Sammy's relationship with the bloodline. This match potentially could have ramifications. What are you thinking?
1: this next week is a big week for the bloodline on raw 30 we have a raw tag team title match for the usos which if they lose to the judgment days damien priest and the original gangster dominic mysterio the man who just nobody wants to mess with one of my new favorites you know, I don't know I, that guy. Just he just oozes charisma and absolute. Um, you know, I don't know. He's this big, big old criminal. I just love the criminals. It's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things that I feel like this week could really lead up to a downfall for the bloodline if they win that match because you know the Usos don't know the pen, like Dominic does, he could bring something new to that match.
0: They don't know. Dominic is a hardened man. He's learned a lot in his prison time.
1: In in his time in... some county jail. He definitely learned enough that is more than the experience of the Usos, okay? They could lose the raw tag team title. And this, this is something that I've talked to you just to kind of get away from everything else. This is what I've talked about before. We see the start of the end of the downfall with the breaking up of the tag team title. Because you have to take things away from the Usos to start that avalanche, don't you? Like I've, I've said this to you before. That we have to take these titles away from the Usos one by one, and then Roman's paranoia kicks in. Who's going to take my titles? So, yes, 100% I agree. We're going to see interference um, and we're going to see it from the Usos, from Sami Zayn, from Solo Sokoa. We're going to see loads of run ins from these guys. We're going to see things happen who's on what side, what goes where. And yeah, I, I definitely do agree that this will be a major turning point in Sami's relationship with the Bloodline especially after what
2: we've seen on twitter not a few minutes
1: before we went live
0: agreed so this this agreed this coming upcoming week is be a huge test for the bloodline as a whole you mentioned the matchups for the raw tag team championships usos and judgment day Kevin Owens will be facing Solo Sokoa on SmackDown just prior to the Royal Rumble. So testing his might. And hot off the presses, some speculation here. As announced on social media or some rumblings, according to PW Insider, there has been a major creative change to this Raw's 30 episode. Initially, Monday's Raw in Philadelphia was to feature a Bloodline Acknowledgement Ceremony that would have included members of the Dynasty's past generations, including Hall of Famers Afa Sika and Rikishi, as well as former Samoan SWAT team and Head Trinker member Samu appearing. The Acknowledgement Ceremony angle has been dropped from Raw plans this Monday. In its place, Based on what occurred on last night's edition of Friday Night SmackDown, we are told that Sami Zayn will instead be going through or going before a tribal court in Philly for the what's being deemed trial of Sami Zayn. So hot off the presses, there seems to be a potential creative change now. No longer acknowledgement ceremony, Sami Zayn will be held before the tribal court in Philly for the trial of Sammy Zayn, If this indeed turns out to be true, this is going to be an incredible week with things mentioned before. And like we mentioned, a major critical point in Sammy's relationship with the bloodline.
1: Oh, hundred percent. We have said for, Maybe it's me and maybe PT just maybe gassed me up to making me believe that he's agreed with me. But I have said for a long time that Sami will turn on the bloodline. A hundred percent. Like this is going to happen. And maybe it's more the fact that I really love Sami and what he has sort of done this last eight months um And I, you know, you know, let let me just get this out of the way. I didn't like his his whole shtick with the the conspiracy theorist. I liked him as a as a baby face. This this whole heel run with the bloodline has been a renaissance for the man. Uh, I think this is fantastic. He, along with Kevin Owens, are doing some of their best work right now. Like, and that is me remembering the festival of friendship with Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Like. That was some good TV, and this is honestly adding on to that really great repertoire TV for Kevin Um,
2: I just need to see the resolution
1: to the Bloodline really, really soon. I'm getting excited for this, P.T. There's just so much that I really want to see, and if I don't see it, I'll probably be upset about not seeing it. But what I get won't be bad because you know Roman. Roman has been picking up pace. Uh, the bloodline has not has really existed without him for a long period of time until maybe November uh, of last year. It, it existed for about six months without him. Um, and these last three months, Roman has picked up pace. Uh, Paul Heyman has picked up some pace. Solo Sukoa has sort of held back a little bit now, and we've brought brought in Jay and Jimmy to a more prominent role as well.
2: I love everything about this, and I don't know what else to say, man. It's going to be such a good, (sighs) next week, next week, Sami Zayn, do something.
0: I'm in agreement. If this indeed turns out to be true, that they're switching out the appreciation or the acknowledgement ceremony for a sort of trial, the trial of Sami Zayn in front of the high tribal court, I'm looking forward to Raw. This is going to be fun. I'm I'm jonesed for it. So, like we mentioned, this is going to be quite the quite the taxing week, as it will for the bloodline. Um, but before we wind down the segment, I had to, just a quick notion of what I may think happen, sort of after the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match. I can see in my if I take a nod from you, sort of the armchair booker in a piece, the Men's Rumble happening. Before this matchup, the show ends with Roman and Kevin, the winner of the men's rumble. They just come out and stare at who I believe Roman's going to win. So the men's winners comes out onto the stage and stares at Roman. No physical contact, no promo. Do the old sort of Triple H? We're going to stand. We're going to look at each other. Oh, this happens way after the point. This way happens. Oh,
1: right. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So winner comes out stage, no contact, no promo, no touching, just looking at each other. Pan to the winner Pan back to Roman, you know, copyright symbol and thing show fades to black sets up raw and Smackdown going forward. So I feel like that could be a fun way to end the show.
1: Cody Rhodes be a good man in that position. I do agree. Uh, I know that's what you were insinuating. Uh, my man, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. We got uh, Mr. Cody Rhodes coming out to just stare at Roman and be like, yeah, you faced all these guys before, never faced me, because he hasn't. Um, And he's the one that's going to win. I'll see you at Mania. And then they did
2: the whole. Be good.
1: good. Um, yeah. Actually, that'd be really, really good. It obviously depends on who could possibly topple Cody, you know, to even take his place in that position. Um, so I do think it's going to be uh, Cody, Cody Rhodes uh, doing the deed on that one.
0: Yeah, it could be a fun way just to end the show if they do decide to do the men's rumble before the undisputed championship match. But those are our thoughts on the big upcoming matchup for Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens and the potential hellacious week upcoming for the Bloodline. Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and let us know what your thoughts are for this matchup and the week upcoming for The Bloodline. All right, coming up to quick hits for some of our newer listeners and watchers. Quick hits are little segments that happen throughout the week that we really enjoyed that we may not have gotten an opportunity to cover full-fledged in a topic, but we wanted to share sort of our pop the boy segments we're really excited to want to talk about mr dr joker you have a quick hit from this that's week. my name
1: i do that's my that's my legal name um 100 i do have one and on, we kind of touched on it as well already maybe you saw the glow in my face while i was talking about it this week on smackdown we 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 we, we, we saw some developments in a story called The Ongoing Saga of Sami Zayn and His Tribulations with the Bloodline. Obviously, we pick up our saga from Monday Night Raw, uh, having uh, just seen Sami Zayn uh, do his best in a match um, against Kevin Owens at the behest of the Tribal Chief. When the Usos came in and interrupted said match, He was very upset about this. But everything seemed to be okay coming into Smackdown. And he came out of the SUVs. We had everybody's dapping everybody up. doing, Doing really weird sort of handshake with Jay. I think with a swipe over the top of his head for some reason. I don't know. And he held out fist for Roman fist bump. Roman looks at him. No, sorry. Roman looks at the
2: fist. And then looks on and walks straight on, as if to say, "Excuse me." Walks on. Um. You just see Sammy's face, like, "Oh, uh, what have I done? Like, what did I? What what did I do? Like, it wasn't none of this is my fault. Like,
1: what am I gonna do here?" Um. Skip ahead a little bit. We see uh, Mr. Sammy's in. Trying to talk to, uh, trying to talk to the tribal chief,
2: but the tribal chief doesn't want any of it. The tribal chief wants
1: none of this. Sami has failed him yet again, and he is not about to apologize for what he's going to say here. He tells him to get out of his face, get away from me, get out of here. I don't want. I don't want to talk to you. You kind of see sammy's like what what have i done like this this is the man who kind of says this is my family these, these guys give me a sense of being
2: so sammy leaves
1: and paul heyman has his first real chance to shine as only paul heyman does this sneaky snick of a man that i just I just want a hug because he's so amazing in this role. Uh, I've never liked Schmoly
2: from the very beginning. And
1: you just kind of look up, Paul, and I, for me personally, I just heard Static and went, oh, you could be saying anything right now, and I just think you're an absolute snake. He was fantastic. He actually ended up saying that it To paraphrase, because it was a bit of a long one, let's keep Sammy on side. You know, it's better to have him on our team than against us. It was sort of a wee bit aggressive of what Roman decided he wanted to say.
2: We leave Roman in a wee bit of deep thought. We skipped it later on. Paul Heyman goes, uh, Your tribal chief will see you now. And, uh,. God, I love Paul Heyman. I love Paul Heyman's we face. Um, so we come back and and Sammy's just uh Sammy just comes in, you want to see me? He's like, look, I
1: get it. This is about communication. You just want, and like I said, he, he isn't apologizing, but he's getting Sammy back on side yet again. He's so good right now. From a period of time where I was like, we don't need you in this role, to right now we love
2: you in this role. Roman is killing it.
1: Just, I just want you to know that I will give you the most amount of communications on me. Like, I will do whatever, you know, whatever needs to be done because you, you just want communication. I didn't see that. It was the wise man that told me,
2: kind of gave me that whole. The wise man put me on the right path. I can be a bit hot-headed, in all this here, and he says, "Go ahead, and uh, you know, find the usos. Get the SUVs ready. Call the pilots and get the get the jets ready to go." The wise man, Solo, and I are going to go out to the ring, sign this contract, and then we're going to be. Oh. Something big's about
1: to happen, and we all love it, and we did talk about it. The wise man, Solo, and Roman all make their way out to the ring. They're doing this this contract signing with Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce. and who but spoils the party, Kevin Steen, Mr. Owens himself. Absolutely loved him sneaking into the whole thing, taking Solo out like he was Solid Snake, and then just absolutely wrecking Roman. And leaving, only for Sammy to run in at the end.
2: And left holding the contract.
1: And him being the only one standing, with Paul Heyman holding both belts, looking at him, as if to say, oh, where the hell were you?
2: Leads in perfectly to this trial that we're hearing of. PT, I can't wait. This is getting. Good.
0: Lots of tense moments backstage with Roman, with the council, Paul Heyman, with Sammy. You hit it right on the head. Roman didn't apologize. He acknowledged that he's a bit of a hothead. He might get his temper ahead of him, but the council, Paul Heyman, was able to refocus him. And reassure him that having Sammy on his side was better than not having Sammy on his side. And to have basically, he just, Sammy's, Roman acknowledged, Sammy just felt like if he could have some communication, he could be better serving to the family. Roman acknowledged that, said he would do better about letting people who need to know things know things and communicate. So I, the only thing that kind of ran in my head, was sort of the the notion of a gaslighting, which has been touched on and from other people about Roman and how he sort of works up the likes of Jay and the likes of Jimmy, and now we've seen it to Sammy. And I wouldn't be against that notion, but man, when you mentioned and, and Paul said it, better to have Sammy on our side than to not, which is a sort of very manipulative piece. Oh man! And then agreed if it does de- indeed lead to what they're calling the trial of Sami Zayn. Oh man! I I, I want and I need to see this. You're right. Shucky
1: ducky. No, nope. we're getting we're getting it. We have to get it.
0: I need this in my life. For the longtime listeners and watchers, you know we've been infatuated with this Sami Zayn bloodline storyline, and just man. Trips Papa H has done a really good job of maybe spoon feeding us a little bit here and there, and not you know blowing the beans as of such. But I'm for this. I I'm looking forward to the fallout on Monday Night Raw.
1: Definitely big shout to the talent like the Usos, Roman, Solo, Paul, Sammy, Kevin. These last few weeks have been some of the best sort of story in this. Uh, in the, since, since the blowout where we've had Jay and Sami at odds like this has been this has been some of the best stories since then
0: yeah when tensions run high you definitely want to figure out how the sort of chips are going to fall and how the cookie crumbles as it were so I am in agreeance thank you for sharing that oh man like we said we're both looking forward to what's going to happen next
1: It's coming week boy.
0: All right. So those were our thoughts and thank you for Joker for sharing his quick hit. If you have a quick hit or something that you enjoyed from this week, let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram and let us know what you enjoyed from this past week in the world of professional wrestling. All right. that about wraps it up for us. Joker. Oh, man, it's getting exciting. This was fun. How was it for you, brother?
1: Oh, yeah. Just even like even talking about the rumble is getting me hyped for it. We we were kind of sat yesterday thinking, oh, what are we going to do? It's like, well, you know, I don't know what to do. don't know what to do. Rumble's next week. What? <laughs> we both kind of, even though we were both looking forward to it, the time got away from us. Like, how is it the end of the month already? Uh, so I'm super, super stoked talking about the rumble uh it, it's i will admit I'm a, I'm a bit of an armchair booker anybody who's uh, listened to me talk about absolutely everything has uh, heard me armchair book anything into oblivion um so this is just my dream like i love i love the rumble for a lot of things um for a lot of reasons but that is one of the main reasons just being able to go and oh yeah 100% i would love such and such to come out right now uh this would be so good this would be so good and then only to be like spoiled because you know other people have other ideas um, and then you know different storylines play out so yeah super stoked for this week
0: yeah this week's going to be very very fun and then of course the rumble coming up as well always just a funny event especially for the rumbles themselves of potential returns uh, debuts surprises who's going to win the stories that have kind of been flowing into it have just have been good. Maybe not all of them have been home runs, but it's enough at least to get a lot of folks excited about what's going to happen for this upcoming rumble. And like we talked about in this show, we're Jonesed for it. So yeah, definitely looking forward to this one. All right. So for TF Joker,
2: you
1: better remember to Bray leave
0: Bray leave. Indeed. And for me, pretty Tony, we thank you for your time. letting us be a part of your day. And remember, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and we will catch you next time. Peace.